When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we're getting busy with it? Be tuned. Season 3, episode 28 of the Bolts broadcast. I'm Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crawshaw with me today. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, funny intro. Thank you. Very relevant. But yeah, do, doing pretty good overall. How are you? I am doing great, and you're back in town from a nice little trip to Boston. So we'll talk about that in just a second. But yeah, if you listen to the intro, that goes along with a little story that we're going to be bringing up here yeah. after the commercial break. Very interesting. Uh, so we'll get into that in just a little bit. But before that, going to be talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, going over some drama with Evander Kane and some other stuff that's going around in the league, ending it off with Central Scouting's midterms uh, ranking. So we'll be doing that. But Chase, first up, you're back from Boston. How was the trip? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was all right. You know, it was, it was a trip. Yeah, thankfully I didn't have to take team bus there. I, I know I flew there. I was not going to be vibing on a 13, 14 hour bus ride. So uh, plane ride's good. You know, n- not not bad at all. Flew first class, not a big deal. A lot, lot of leg room, very comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the rest of the weekend was solid. It was pretty snowy. You know, wouldn't, couldn't do a whole lot outside. Honestly, the highlight of the whole weekend um, was we went on a tour of Boston College. Um, and got to see Boston College versus Connecticut game. That, that was pretty cool. We got to see, you know, the football field. So the football field in winter, they put a big dome over it. I don't know if you saw my Snapchat stories or not. Like a big, they do a big inflatable dome so you can practice on like an inside-esque facility almost on the actual football field. We went to the practice field, the weight room. Got to see the hockey locker room. Got to see where, where their training is. Getting obviously got to go to the game too, uh, all for free. It was pr- pretty cool experience. Um, you know, that, that was super cool. I'm happy I got to do that. Never been out east, so that was my first time. And, yeah, it, it's just it's just a cool, it's a cool place. How were you able to visit downtown at all with Boston? Because I know uh, the time I was there, we were – it was a tourism thing. It wasn't, you know, for work. And so we got to see all the old churches and all the old buildings, and it was just beautiful downtown. Did you get to experience that at all? Not really, no. Just, ah. ju- just in passing. Gotcha. Yeah. It didn't have enough time. Really, the only free time was the day they went to Boston College, and that took up a good chunk of our time, of course. How were their facilities? Sweet. Yeah, super cool. They just redid a ton of things. Like, they just, um, like, the practice field football, they just built in 2018, so that thing's really nice. The weight room is really nice. 
the hockey locker rooms were all just redone the last year or two. Same thing with football. The football locker room was crazy. Um, I mean, really, every everything there was just awesome. Like the, the freaking hockey lounge, they had a little bubble hockey game that was customized for BC. Had like um, an electronic scoreboard up top. They, it could play seven different national anthems before the puck dropped. It, it, it was just it was cool. Everything that, about it was really cool. Nice. I gotta say that Boston College is probably one of those schools. If you're going out of state, going to visit a college. Boston College has probably got to be pretty high up there because not only do they have a really good hockey team, but their football team is often relevant when it comes to, you know, that top 25 rankings. They're not always there, but, you know, they're always hovering around that point. So you get to see two awesome programs and what the facilities look like. And if I'm going to be honest, if I was an athlete going there on a recruiting visit, I don't care where else I went. I don't know how I wouldn't insta-commit. Like, that's how cool the place is because it has has a really old feel when you're looking around, walking around campus. Then you go inside these facilities; they're all new, up to date, really mm-hmm. modernized. It's it's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Maybe part of the reason that Boston College has been able to build such a, a great prospect pool coming out of their uh, hockey program, the likes oh, yeah. of Noah Hannafin and Thatcher Demko and I, so many. I, I was sad though because uh, you know Olympic hopeful and someone I think should be on the Canadian team, Jack McBain, plays for Boston College, and he was out this game with injury, so I didn't get to see him play. Mm. It's definitely tough. Yeah. Uh, well, let's hop into some Tampa talk now. I figure we only need to look back at one game. Uh, obviously, not going to look back on last week's games. We weren't able to review them, but that's because you were out of town. We did an episode a little bit earlier. Uh, the game against the Devils got canceled, so I can't go over that. But we did have our game against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, this one was just a stomping. It was great to see Tampa coming out on fire like this. Uh, talked about how the team... You know, they haven't had the best time since the little COVID break over Christmas, but we did expect them to absolutely steamroll Buffalo, and that's exactly what happened. Yes, sir. Nikita Kucherov pops a hattie, not a big deal. Uh, you know, Tampa looked dom- dominant from start to finish, clearly a better team. Buffalo didn't have really much much chance to succeed here. But, uh, you know, we got to see Jack Quinn make his NHL debut for the Sabres, you know, so someone that I was – a little bit, you know, lower on in his draft year. I thought he was a bit overdrafted, but he's turning into a better prospect. Um, still, maybe a little overdrafted for my likings, but nonetheless, you know, I, I thought he, you know, from the, from the bit that I got to see, I, I didn't think he played bad or anything. I, you know, I thought he fit in. He's probably deserving of being in the NHL, especially on this team. So, you know, he's bound to get some some success scoring down the road. I'm sure, but yeah, it really is just a a fantastic game for Tampa Bay yet again. Absolutely. And seeing young guys come up and play, whether it's for your team or not, it's always fun. And he's had a lot of success down in Rochester this year, 26 points through 20 games. So it's pretty obvious why he was up in Buffalo, trying to find them that spark that they had when their season started, yet they haven't been able to rekindle that. So maybe he can be that. It wasn't happening this game. And Nikita Kucherov, I mean, coming right back where he left off, uh, you know, through the injury and then last year in the playoffs, like the guy is just absolutely electric. Uh, what would you say? Top five player in the world right now? Maybe top top eight? Top ten's guaranteed. Top eight is definitely safe. Top five might be a little much. I don't know. Because, like, I'm going to have McDavid. I'm going to have McKinnon. I'm going to have Matthews. I'm going to have Dreisaitl. And really, it's just that number five spot is where the question is. Right. And there's so many talented forwards, but also defensemen. I know a lot of yeah. people, they've got Kale McCarr up there and everything. So, Dude, he might be. He's on pace to score like 48 goals this year. Ridiculous. I guess that's average for, for a defenseman. 
Uh, all right, let's look forward into our future and look at some games that we have coming up. We've got two to preview. Thursday night, we've got the Canucks. Um, hasn't been postponed yet, but we know the Canucks. They've had some issues with COVID, so hopefully this game does get played through. If so, what do we expect? They've been much better since Pedro took over. Um, I think it's going to be a tougher game, like not necessarily one where Tampa's going to be fighting for their lives, but one where they, they're going to you know, have to be ready to play. If they're not ready to play, Vancouver can't come out and surprise. I'm going to give the edge to Tampa here. Of course, though, I do think they come out with a win, but if you're sleeping on Vancouver, they could find a way to jump out and get on you early. Mm-hmm. The one thing that is going against Vancouver and something that I'm very excited to see happen is their penalty kill, absolutely atrocious. Uh Tampa's power play, when you look at the stats, not fantastic right now, but getting back Nikita Kucherov is going to bump that up incredibly. So going to be very fun to watch Tampa on the power play if they do receive one of those chances, opportunities. You know, I do got to say, though, it, it, like, I, you know, I agree with what you're saying. Um, just look, looking at Vancouver's team, though, it really is incredible what JT Miller has done since he went to Vancouver. For like, real. He's been phenomenal. You know, I always thought he was – a good player in Lightning. I could never fathom that he was going to be like borderline, if not actually dominant for Vancouver. Is he the guy in Vancouver? I know a lot of people are talking, you know, Bo Horvat and Elias Pettersson. Uh, there was some talk about Brock Besser for a while, but JT Miller really goes under the radar. Could he be the top guy in Vancouver? He is right now. Like He just flat out is. He's the only one that's producing night in night out on a great basis um you know like Patterson's struggling Besser still plays well Horvat's not an offensive dynamo Quinn Hughes could you know he's having that not like struggles but like he's obviously still adapting to playing on a bad team and trying to get different types of ice time like JT Miller's the one consistent guy night in night out that you're going to rely on yeah he's been great it's crazy uh coming up Saturday we've got the Dallas Stars coming to visit the MLA Arena um so this one should be an interesting game. It's a rematch of the Stanley Cup two years ago. Uh, what do we expect out of this one? Anything crazy? I wouldn't say anything crazy. I mean, it, it could be, you know, like a, a fine game. Dallas is above 500 right now, which is, you know, improvements for them based on last year. Last year, the team kind of struggled. Yep. But it's still a solid roster. Like, when when you still have, you know, of course, Joe Pavelski, Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, when, like, Rupe Hintz, Edis Kirgan, you know, you've got these offensive talents on the roster. Then the back end, you know, John Klingberg, Ryan Suter, Miro Heiskanen. Like, like, there's enough guys in place for this to be a competitive game. But you just, when you're when you're really putting them up against each other, like it, there's, it's really hard to argue that Tampa shouldn't be favored in every way. What you just said there makes me just realize what an interesting team this Dallas team is because a lot of the times you'll find. Uh, teams that are either super young or maybe they're uh, all in their prime veteranship. But Dallas, they've got all of that. Like you talked to Miro Heisken and John Klinberg, Ryan Suter. You got the young guy. You got the guy who's like right there in his prime. And then you got a guy who's kind of a little bit over the hill, but still producing a little bit. So yeah. uh, same with forwards with Pavelski, Sagan, and Rupe Hintz. Like just such an interesting team to look at. And then when you look at their goaltenders too, Braden Holpe and Jake Ottinger. There you go. You got your veteran. You also have your young guy. So a team that's uh, very diverse when it comes to age and experience and could really do anything any night. But I think this one, I fully expect our Tampa Bay Lightning to take it. Yeah, and I'm going to guess Andre gets the start here. Um, I, I He's just the one that's been playing a little bit better. Yeah. And he's 
had a good start to his career. I have a lot of faith in him as an NHL goaltender. So who knows? Maybe he plays really well and makes us a much tougher challenge. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be an exciting game. I think I'd prefer to watch that one over the one with Vancouver. Um, but either way, two games to look forward to on the weekend. Uh, well, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, we're going to be talking about some news around the league. And, of course, talk about a very interesting story that took place last night. So we will be right back. The NFL playoffs are here, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN. This wildcard weekend at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, and we are back. Chase, a lot of stuff to go over here. First, let's talk about a... Very pre- pleasant, excuse me, very pleasant reunion that we're seeing take place up in Boston. Tuco's returning. You know, we talked about this looking like it was going to happen. Sure enough, it's happening. Um, you know, w- with his return, he should be starting here pretty soon. Um, it just sparks a little bit of life for this Boston Bruins team. The goaltending wasn't really an issue this year. It could have been better, could have been worse, but maybe Tuco can come in, play pretty well. But with him returning, I don't know if you saw or not, but he now has like a sponsorship with Bud Light for coming mm. back. Yeah, I saw something about that. Like they, I don't know. They, I don't exactly what it was. I kind of saw it really quickly, but like, you know, the, he tweeted something about a comeback at like mentioning them. They said, you know, once you sign back in the NHL, maybe we'll see what happens. And he signed like a day later. He's like, all right, so what now? Munch is back at him. Sure enough, and here's what happens. So, yeah, Tuka's back with a new sponsorship. Um, you know, I, I think he's got a chance to play well, mm-hmm. or he could really struggle. I really, I really don't know. It's going to be an interesting story to keep an eye on. Uh, I know my dad. He's a Bruins fan. Big fan of this move. You know, ever since Tuka left, he was worried about the goaltending situation. And so with Tuka Rask coming back, a lot of excitement there in Boston. Let's now talk about Evander Kane. Um, man, how many times have we talked about him in the last four or five months? I feel like it's been quite often. Uh, obviously, there's been situations within the locker room. Um, there was the whole controversy about him and his significant other and there's just been so much stuff surrounding Evander Kane that now he's been released from the San Jose Sharks he's a free agent so what get us a little bit more details here what are we what are we seeing here yes they put on waivers terminate his contract boom now he's free agent and uh first of all the NHLPA and then also his agent they excuse me they are going to file a grievance against the NHL saying this is unwrongful or like unlawful and wrongful, whatever the words they, they use were termination of a contract because uh, there's nothing written in the contract 
terminology saying that, you know, anything that he has done thus far is worthy of terminating that contract. So we'll see what happens there. Um, if so, he wouldn't get the contract back. He would just get paid out in damages. And, you know, it could be, if found to be the case, it could be worth, you know, the rest of his contract. Anyway, he's now free to sign anywhere. Multiple teams have already said, you know, like there's been rumblings possibly coming from his agency that there's teams looking at him. You know, the Edmonton Oilers are someone that I've seen have a chance of signing him. I think that'd make a lot of sense for like a million dollars. You you give Connor McDavid someone other than Leon Dreisaitl who's actually good at right. hockey. Um, you know, some I think he's bound to bound to sign in a place like that. But he's for sure going to sign. It's like Antonio Brown. You know, there's off off field issues, but at the end of the day, the guy's just too good. You just can't not let him play. Yeah, it's an interesting um, topic with Evander Kane because I don't really know what it all is. Antonio Brown, he went on social media and showed the whole world like. Yeah, he's he's kind of lost a a step in his mental capacity, I guess. Um, you know, the videos that were released after he was cut by the Raiders and everything. Evander Kane, I'm not really sure what it is. I, there's a lot of hearsay, but there's no like like videos that I can just put my finger on and be like, okay, he's a little bit more of a um, I don't want to say nutcase, but he's a little bit more out there than most people because I haven't seen that. So I, I don't really know what kind of locker room issues and everything off the field issues that he has that are like true or factual. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's kind of part of the whole situation, which is why he's getting these opportunities, but also kind of the other day when there's this much smoke, there's bound to be a fire somewhere like that. Like there's, there's bound to be some truth in this. There's just like, there's bound to be some, you know, falseness in this as well like some things that are going to be completely untrue that have been stretched uh there you know the the ground is somewhere in the middle of what truly is going on and right. we're not really going to know until down the road hopefully yeah that's a great point um while well, the nhl being under fire not only by vander kane but also two nhl officials yep so two former nhl officials david wallowiak and james watkins both worked Tampa lightning games they fought a lawsuit against um, or lawsuit to the U.S. District Court in Tampa Division on Monday against the NHL, uh, alleging that they were fired for pretextual reasons after they were after they called out two ex supervisors for racist behavior. So what they're alleging is that they essentially blew the whistle in their within their company, saying like within NHL officiating, saying that these two bosses were being racist and we don't like it. So the league said, "Don't call out us ever again. You're fired. Get the hell out of here." Mm. And if that's true, why does the NHL like to just take a step forward and then take 60 steps backwards, dig a 40-foot hole, jump head first in? Why do they like doing that? Yeah, I don't I don't like to assume stuff with, you know, a case being opened up and, you know, there's no result to the case so far, but like that just feels like something the NHL would do. It really does. That's that's my problem here. So, it's just I don't know. How long ago was this? Do we know when this uh, alleged thing happened? So they were fired in late February of 2020. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's after, like, a lot of stuff has already been happening at that point. A lot of progress was already happening at this point. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, this is just weird. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know exactly, like, yeah, like I, I really, I, I really don't want to say anymore. Have these such things. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, the NHL, they they don't have a great public appearance when it comes to people who are like really focused on actually what's happening. So uh, this would definitely hurt it even more. Yep. Well, let's get into that interesting situation we talked about. Uh, 
It was down with the Panthers. It was was it in Florida? It was. It was in Florida, and uh, well, there's video along with it, and it, it's something. I'll say that. I will not be retweeting the video. You guys, you'll find it. <laughs> but Kodak Black was a guest at this game, and yeah. you know, you know, earlier earlier when he's at the game. Angel puts out a tweet. It says, oh, hey, at Kodak Black on Twitter with a picture of him in the stands. Great. Sure enough, you see later, that tweet's deleted because this video starts circulating that he and a woman were engaging in extracurricular activities in mm-hmm. a press box, very visible to everybody. Uh, with, yes. Like, there was at least one or two other people like in that same press box looked like, too. Uh, it, it, it was honestly something I never thought I would see. The crazy thing to me is... When you're looking at the press box, you've got like a uh, kind of like a table desk type of thing where you know people can sit and eat their food. Yeah. They instead of doing whatever they were doing behind that, they were doing it next to it, like in front of glass. Like, and I'm just like, it's so much more visible. He he, he had to do it on purpose that way. He wasn't trying yeah. to hide it. He was he was trying to do it on purpose. Like, there's there's no way. It was something. That's, like, I. Showed or I sent it to you and John last night, and I just started dying of laughter. And you were like, "What?" And you're like, "Oh, Mike's on a tweet." And you look at it, and you're like, "This isn't real. What is this?" Because just who would ever see something like that in an NHL game? I that's the last thing I would expect. Like, I would not expect that to happen. I just, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. That's the word. If you don't know what we're talking about, I recommend. I'll say this. Um, if you're over the age of 18, because, I mean, I, I just don't want, you know, young kids going to look at no, this stuff. No, no, no. But um, might as well just look up Kodak Black on Twitter, and uh, I'm sure a video will pop up. But You can see Kodak Black and his uh, friend of his. Yes. I mean, there's nothing. There's no, like, showing of you, anything. You, but you, you don't see anything that. No can't like that is uncomfortable to be seen but you see the context of what's going on exactly so if uh if you want to check that out and see what we're talking about see why we're so flabbergasted then uh might as well go do that it's definitely an interesting site but let's move on from that chase let's talk about central scouting and the their top list of prospects and everything uh at the top shane wright something we fully expected coming into the season however Throughout the season, he's kind of struggled a little bit. Yeah, he's he's being questioned a little bit because he's not producing offensively like people would hope. But I'm going to be real with you. He's the best player in this draft class. He is a Patrice Bergeron type of player. He might not go out there and score 100 points like some people hoped, but I legitimately think Shane Wright's a good for 70 points every year plus being your best offensive forward. And if you can have that, at number one, it's, it's not even a question. You, you take that player. It's fantastic. So... Shane Wright, very deserving of first overall. People that are questioning him saying he doesn't go first, doesn't deserve to go first overall. You guys are just stupid. Like I don't know how else to word it. And we see a lot of centers follow him up with Logan Cooley, Matt Savoy, Connor Geeky, uh, obviously being the premier premier position in the NHL. Uh, you'll see that. But any names here, maybe in the top ten, that you are a little bit surprised they moved up there, or any names that aren't in the top ten, you're surprised aren't in it. So. Um, I'm not. I don't want to say I'm surprised. I want to give this guy his proper credit, real quick. 
Pavel Mitnikov, he is fifth right, right, right now ranked for North American skaters. Um, you know, good for him. He's someone that is really proving he's worthy of a high first round pick this year. He's really kind of come out and, and not really like, like just blew the world on fire, but he's really surprised. Like he was not expected to be, you know, a surefire grade a top end prospect, but, but he has definitely become that. So hats off to him in the top 10. Um, you know, Tr- Tristan Luno, I, I, I really don't think he, you know, he's a defenseman that plays in the queue. I really don't think he is that kind of player. You can look at Seamus Casey, who's ranked 32nd, and Seamus Casey, I think, is better than him, and it's not very close. Like, Seamus Casey's a guy I'm taking in the top 10 in general, where Luno, I don't know if I'm taking him. Like, I might take him late first round, but like I, he's probably more of a second round guy right now for me. But another name that I want to bring up, Luca Del Belbelus. He is ranked 11th for North American skaters, and that is crazy. So, you know, central scouting list, you got to take it with a grain of salt because this is just an independent thing that the NHL essentially like pays for. Um, it's not like these guys work for NHL teams. It's just an independent group of people. So they have their own process, their own t- type of analysis, uh, reality, how this compares to an NHL teams list. It's pretty different. Mm. So I want to also take a look at the European skaters list. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of great names in here. Joachim Kemmel, Yaroslavkovsky, Yurov, Yurichek, Lambert, Namich, Kasper, Miros. Marosh Nachenko, uh, a lot of very talented players just in the top 10. Now, if you combine these two lists, where do you think you could see some of those players like within the North American list? I, I guess if that makes sense. I think we've got about seven to eight guys in the European list that are going to end up as first round picks. So like that top seven or eight or so you could, you could probably put in that category at the moment. Like Kamil Savkowski, Yurov, Yurichek, Lambert, Namich, those guys are locked in. Casper is most likely. Marosichenko's got a chance. So if you put those guys in, you know, a couple names I would I would move out of my uh, top 32 personally from North America. Uh, you know, Tristan Leneau is probably there. Double, uh, Luca Double Blues him is probably not there for me quite yet either. Maybe I need to go back in and watch a little bit on him because I haven't seen any on him in a little bit. But... You know, you can look at a name like like Owen Owen Pickering in the, in the dub. Another yeah, kind of another guy I don't know a whole lot about, but there's a legit name that I've never heard of this guy before. Rieger Lorenz plays in the Alberta Junior League. I know I'm not alone when I like I don't know this guy. I I follow a lot of people that are in the scouting community on Twitter. There's plenty of people that were reacting and saying, "Who the hell is this guy?" Like like we we I don't know who he is. And I I this is what I get paid to do. So like, that's another name that's, that's going to be out. There's you know there's a few names on this list that really don't make sense being as high as they are. So I, uh, you know, I really wouldn't be surprised to like, if like if how this looks now, if the draft looks completely different. Gotcha. Um, when we're looking at the European skaters, is there any guys here that you think would crack your top 10 uh, list? So I, I know Brad Lambert, he had a lot of hype coming into the season. Uh, Uri Slavkovsky uh, we love cause he's such a big guy and he's coming out of, you know, uh, Slovakia. So, is there any guys in the European skaters that you could see moving into the top 10? If I had to make a top 10 right now, it's probably the top, like the top six Europeans are all in there. Okay. Like that's how high the European class is at the moment for me. Um, you know, chain Wright's my number one, uh, Matthew's voice, my number two at that point, you know, I'm, I might be in the boat where Simone name, is my number three player. Uh, Joachim Kemmel and Yurasikovsky, Daniel Yurov are all in that same kind of category. Uh, Logan Cooley's in that same range. And then Brad Lambert, you know, he, he's kind of following you, David, you're talking a little bit below that too. Yeah. A lot of exciting stuff here with prospects. Uh, the number thing, the number one thing that Chase and I both look forward to 
the NHL draft. Was hoping that we got to see a little bit more uh, when it came to World Juniors and, you know, seeing these guys play. Unfortunately, we didn't get that. Um, mm. And now that Bob McKenzie's retired, he's not doing his prospect show anymore, is he? I'm trying to think. I feel like he did it earlier this year, but I could be wrong. Okay. Because that's something I always looked forward to. I'd yeah. be very interested to see where he has them uh, if he is doing it. Yeah, I haven't seen it if he's done the, the midseason show yet, but I thought he did one earlier in the year. Gotcha. No longer Bob McKenzie, but Bobby Margarita. Yeah. He brought out his own margarita. Yeah. I want to try it, but I don't it's know only in Canada. Yeah, they're supposed to get down here at some point. I just don't know when. Okay. I'm definitely interested in trying that, but uh, that's going to do it for our prospect talk. You want to move over to hockey name of the day real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, alliteration. Great start already. We've got an umlau as well. Jeez, we're really hitting it on the head today. We've got Soren Sturm. Yeah, Soren Storm. Yep, nice nice and easy. It's a little bit of Storm. No, no, Sturm, no it's Sturm. Soren Storm is a 32-year-old defenseman playing in the third German league right now. Uh, between the, He just got sent down. He plays in really the second German league since 2015-16. Uh, played a little bit internationally for Germany. Nothing, uh, you know, like special of a player. But, you know, good for, for the lower-level German pro leagues. Um, you know, he last played internationally for the U19s in 2008-2009. And ever since then, he's just been kind of, you know, a steady presence in German pro hockey. Yeah, it's nice name. Like I said, alliteration umlau. I think I'd like it just a little bit more if instead of the U, it was an O and it'd be just Storm. Because Storm definitely seems like a more powerful name. I, I can understand that. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. Chase, if you want to lead us out with an outro, that would be oh so greatly appreciated. I do, but before we Uh-oh. get on to that, I do have to, you know, we, we, we have to talk about the tragic passing of Teddy Balkan. Uh, for those that have not heard or seen at this point, uh, Teddy, he was a... 10th grader out of Connecticut, ice hockey player. There's an incident on the ice. Um, you know, he, I, I think he was going for a puck battle. He ends up falling down to the ice, and then another player couldn't get out of the way in time, tried to jump over him, and ended up lacerating his neck and ended up passing away later on in the night. Just a horrible, horrible, unimaginable event for any parent, any kid, any family member, any teammate. This is just something that just horribly sad. You know, uh, just at, at a at a loss for words. I I feel so terribly for this family. You know, uh, the hockey community's been rallying behind them and really thinking about them and trying to do things to help them out any way they can because this is just something that you know. How could you ever fathom this as a parent? Yeah, you caught me off guard because I didn't even know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, very tragic. Um, Teddy and his family will be in my thoughts and prayers for yeah, sure. It's horribly sad. So. We, just, we wanted to send, as a show, our thoughts and prayers to Teddy and his family. We will be thinking about you guys. But, as always, we do want to thank you guys for checking out the show. If you want to support us on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Follow at WMP on Twitter, at WMP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. That way you get all the content needed on Twitter right there. Make sure you go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Follow the podcast and the network there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. We have listening to Curious Five Stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. We're able to do it. Don't forget to use code THPN when you sign for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.